welcome to the podcast at Dom's House, because what the world needs most right now is a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. I'm Esther. I'm Karen. And I'm Aoife. And today we are talking about Babysitter's Club book number 13, Goodbye Stacy, Goodbye. Um, I never read this one as a kid because I saw the list of titles at the back of whatever book I was reading and I saw that there was Goodbye Stacy, Goodbye and that there was also Welcome Back Stacy. And I was like, well, I'm not getting suckered into reading this. <laughs> I already know she's going to come back, so there'd be no point. So I just skipped this one. Um, did you guys remember it at all? I remembered that, I mean, I ought to have remembered it because I remembered that there was a book where they went to visit Stacy in New York. One would think that this would mean that I could at least have figured out that Stacy therefore had left at some stage. <laughs> However... I came across this book when it was the next one to read, looked at it on Amazon and said, Stacy moved? <laughs> Stacy left Stony Brook? I don't remember that happening. And I have no memory of reading it. I know I read it because I had books 1 to 20. Like, I definitely <laughs> read this, but I have no memory of it. It just left zero impact whatsoever on me as as a child. And I have to say, it hasn't left a lot more as an adult. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Karen? Yeah. So I think I probably read this at the time. I'd say I probably didn't read it very many times. So I moved uh, quite house quite a few times as a kid. Um, we moved from Ireland to Australia when I was three and from Adelaide to Hong Kong when I was six. And then from Hong Kong back to Ireland when I was uh, just about to turn 13. So I moved just a lot and I hated it every single time. And I still hate moving house, even when I'm going like down the road, which is what my last house move was. <laughs> um, so I didn't, I think, I think I maybe read this and was like, yeah, that's, that's plenty. Um, There's just a lot of, um, yeah, stuff I maybe sort of read as an adult now and go like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> um, I'm empathizing too hard with Stacey here. Um, kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a, that was a thing that I realized, um, a few years back, which is off topic, by the way, um, that I have lived in three different continents, but never anywhere that doesn't drive on the left-hand side of the road. And I was like, oh, that's really, that's really cool. Haha. <laughs> what a coincidence. I was like, oh yeah, it's the British empire. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's why. That's yep. why. <laughs> they went everywhere messing things up for people <laughs> um yeah so anyway the book um yeah the book was fine i thought um there was some interesting stuff uh you guys seem really underwhelmed like <laughs> guys there was a yard sale did you not enjoy the yard sale? <laughs> i mean yeah the yard sale is kind of the high point of it um i think Aoife, do you want to attempt a one-sentence summary before we do a, a proper mm. breakdown of the plot? Stacy has to move. They have a yard sale. That's it. That's the book. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's not that I, <laughs> I, I wasn't angered by it, like the way no. we all were by Babysitter's Haunted House, for example. <laughs> um, but I just felt it was a bit low on incident. Yeah, like nothing happened. It was it was fine, I guess. Like I like books where nothing happens, but this was a lot of nothing, you know? I um so th I think I read a thing about Anna Martin, possibly the in the outro again, where she's talking about how 
her readers at the time wrote to her asking for a plot about somebody who moves away. And because clearly like this is something that happens to a lot of kids and they wanted to see that happen. And she was like, okay, I'll do Stacy. And then she realized afterwards, she's like, oh God, I didn't, I didn't know that Stacy was so popular. They were just traumatized by the fact that like Stacy left. Uh, and I'd be interested to see what her, uh, like excuses for bringing Stacy back in the end. Is it going to be something like, no, I just, um, I couldn't hold out against the legions of angry Stacey fans. <laughs> God, can you imagine if that happened now? Like that the Stacey stands on Tumblr would be like <sighs> off the fucking chain. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> well, maybe they'll do it in season two of the show. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's yeah. Cause the reason they give for Stacey moving is that like the, um, the Stanford branch, which their, her dad was sent to run mm-hmm. or to open of the, of his company hasn't done well, which I was just like, man, I wouldn't be admitting that out loud if you were the person sent to set it up. But okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, he seems so, very blasé about the fact that like this has been a total failure. He's failed at his job, yeah. like big time. Um, maybe it's the sort of thing that can be really unpredictable and it's, there, there wasn't anything he could do, but I mean, yeah, yeah we still have no idea what industry he's in, so. <laughs> business. He's in, He's business. in business. He works hard um, at the business factory. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs the business factory into the ground. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe they just are a really crap company and just like decide to roll the dice one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fine. You know, he's not a good financial controller, but we all like him. He's a good guy. <laughs> Let's move him back to New York and give him another chance. Not a very New York thing to say I think but but no. okay so I was reading this all um all the stuff about Stacey's dad through the lens of but yeah imagine if he was still an embezzler though oh my god yes, yes. there's a line that I highlighted early on uh Christy uh, Stacy is talking about Christy and she says the sign of a good business person my dad always says is the ability to recognize a problem and find a way to solve it a money-making way to solve it that is I know. And like that line reads so differently if you know he was meant to be an embezzler. Esther, that is literally what I wrote down. Every word. Yes. If that oh my is- God. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I choose to believe that he still is an embezzler. He just didn't get caught. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all just part of his. This moving back to New York and everything is part of some of his scam. Oh, oh yeah. The branch is doing well. And it's definitely because of like market forces and uh, <laughs> economics and totally nothing to do with the second set of books I keep in a wall safe. <laughs> it's a shame about the mysterious fire that destroyed all the records. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that is just such a funny appraisal. When it's like. <laughs> Stacey's dad complimenting Christy on her business <laughs> like business acumen. Oh yeah, she also like in- initially when her dad is like, "Oh, I have something important to tell you." Um, she assumes that he's lost his job, and she starts calculating how long she can support her family on her babysitting money. And I was Which like, "Oh, that's nice. really sweet." Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm not. I wouldn't buy stock in Stacey's dad's company. No, no. <laughs> No, I would not. I was short stock in Stacey's dad's company. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, by the way. In case, I, I, I just watched that movie about the big crash, okay? <laughs> Read the Rolling Stone article. I'm sure that that's what um, Stacey's dad is currently doing. Yeah. <laughs> or, or was doing back in 2008. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, oh god, yeah. Stacey's dad caused the recession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Not just I'll him. Take it. All the Stacy's dads out there. Yes. <laughs> Caused the recession. They did though. I also love that the book literally opens with Stacy thinking about how diabetic she is. <laughs> it's just yes. peak. This is a Stacy book. Um, I like uh, Claudia and Stacy's relationship. We get a little bit of um, like more context on it at the start (laughs) when uh stacy has um like claudia basically runs up to stacy in school and tells her that her not quite boyfriend but a guy she has dated a few times is now seeing somebody else so this is howie johnson and it's just a recurring theme throughout the book that we where people are hating on howie johnson because he's not even dating her he's gone to the library with her and now they've decided that they hate him and i think he took her to a dance some time ago. I did tag this in my thing and be like, why is this here? <laughs> why is this an element of this book? It's like a Z plot. It's not like a B plot or a C plot. It isn't a plot. It's just like a thing. Yeah, I don't think she ever even speaks to him in the book. No, she no, doesn't. She's like, just resentful about yeah. his having it. I think literally Anna and Martin put it in so that the, there would be something for Claudia and Stacy to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think also it's another reason why Stacy kind of gets on board with leaving Stony Brook. It's like, well, fuck this place because it has Howie in it. I mean, the thing is, it's not, I mean, it's not, they don't even do that with it. Like, she loves so much, like, Howie is like, she's kind of mildly annoyed with him and thinks he's kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, her heart's not broken. No. She wasn't in LUV with him. <laughs> That's you know? true. Yeah. Like, you, you could have given Stacey's, like, character so far, you could have had her, had this coincide with some major heartbreak with a guy. And, mm-hmm. like, you could have done that. They, they just didn't. They just put this in anyway. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, the thing that I like is, um, well, I don't like this. <laughs> it's quite concerning, but it's that Claudia is concerned trolling her so much. She like runs yes. up to her locker and she's like, Oh my God, Stace, you won't believe what happened. Are you okay? Are, like, are you, are you okay? Do you need a shoulder to cry on? Like, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it does Claudia, fit with get back in your lane. Like <laughs> these girls love the drama. Like I was going to say, and not just it, 12 year olds love, people yeah. love the drama. Yeah. I mean, we're just better at hiding it now that we're in our 30s. Yeah. That's what you spend your 20s doing, learning to hide it. Yes. Yeah. Claudia has found some juicy gossip that she's just about on the periphery of. Yeah, I think that is a defining feature of the COVID era is just a lack of drama. Yes. Um, not not in the world and in general, but in everybody's social lives. <laughs> No, you're right. No one is like... And like people, the wrong kind of drama is happening where people are actually having to deal with, you know, grief and loss of jobs and all that kind of stuff. Whereas what you want is the petty shit. And yes. we just don't have opportunities to have that no, anymore. There's Now that said, like, people are still idiots on the internet and you yes. still get to be like, oh, like, did you see what they commented on that person's post? <laughs> yeah. Thank God for like, social you still media. Get- Yeah, yeah. All right. So Claudia is desperately milking this situation for drama. Wildly. And not very good at hiding that fact. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, Stacey uh, sort of thinks about the life history of personalities and fashion sense of all her friends, as Mm -hmm. is mandatory. (laughs) Uh, She's still mad about Ashley Wyeth. Yes, she's still still (laughs) salty about Ashley Wyeth. I'm like, that's a nice bit of continuity. It is, <laughs> I like, yes. actually really like that nod. Yep. Uh, yes, I like that, like, 
even though the status quo is generally achieved again by the end, it isn't a total reset. Everyone still totally remembers what shitty things people did in the previous books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She talks about the fact that Marianne has a boyfriend, OMG. Um, and yes, who then, is Logan Bruno, a boy. A boy. He's introduced earlier in the book <laughs> as an associate member of the Babysitters Club. Yes. Just in case you didn't realize that a Logan was male. Actually, I suppose. That could be. Yeah, it. I know. It's one of those weird American names, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? Anyway, then she goes home and her parents break the news that um, her dad's embezzling scheme has not panned out here, so they're going back to New York. Um, and they try to sell her on all the culture that they'll have when they're back in the city, like Lincoln Center and the Metropolitan Museum of Art and Central Park and the library. And Stacy responds with, Bloomingdale, Sachs, Tiffany's, Benetton, Laura, Ashley, Ann Taylor, Bonwit Teller, Bergdorf Goodman, and B. Altman's. Mm-hmm. Is she oh, doing a lot of shopping in Tiffany's? Yeah. Like, as a 12-year-old? Even a reasonably well-off one? That's quite that's quite fancy. Um, she's also <laughs> hoping that they'll get her store charge cards, which, like, oh my God. dream on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that was just Anna and Martin being like, what are the coolest shops in New York? <laughs> Which is fine. I could see her going up and like browsing and being all like, oh, yes, I'm a sophisticated lady. I might buy this $700 bracelet. For sure. I mean, you and I used to do that in Brown Thomas, but we definitely wouldn't have gotten excited about being able to go to Brown Thomas more often. No, I don't think so. We didn't do that very often either. It was a thing we did if we were already in town. Because as soon as you go into one of those shops, you realize how ugly this stuff is. Yes. Why are people paying 700 euro for that bracelet? So Stacy is moving. Yes, Stacy is moving. So she's initially like super, super excited and wants to call Lane and tell her the good news and then mm-hmm. has to call Claudia and tell her the bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up like crying together because Claudia is really upset and Claudia admits that um, Stacy is actually the only best friend she's ever had um, mm-hmm. which uh, is quite like touching um, mm-hmm. Claudia says like she, she never felt she fit in and then she finally has a friend who likes some of the same things she likes and stuff and they come up with a harebrained scheme that Stacy will stay in Stony Brook and live with Claudia's family. Uh, so they tell their families that they've decided this is what they're going to do. And all adults concerned immediately say this is a terrible mm, idea. Nope. There's absolutely no way this <laughs> like, is happening. They don't even say it's a terrible idea. They just say, no, that, no. that's not what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> no one's going to sign up for that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're not actually going to become Stacy's foster parents. So yes, then the next day at school they have an emergency meeting. Um and Marianne is worried that Stacy is sick and has to go to the hospital. And Christy is worried that Stacy's parents are getting a divorce. And Dawn doesn't get a chance to offer her theory, but I'm sure it's related to health food in some way. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> she breaks the news and they're all kind of shocked. And Stacy runs off because she doesn't want to deal with their emotions, basically. I, uh, she, I, I, yeah. I feel that. That's yeah, a, that's no, a big yeah, mood. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes other people's emotions are just more than you're actually yeah, signed up for fair. at a given point yeah. in time. She's the person at the center of the situation and she doesn't want to have to manage their emotions about the situation. Yes, so, that's a good that's point. Um, so then when she's gone, the others decide to start having, they decide to start planning a goodbye party for her, um, which 
she helpfully mm-hmm. says that Claudia tells her about later on. This is how she knows what happened in these conversations that she wasn't present for. I quite like that, actually. Yes. That's it's, that's a good narrative device, because yeah. otherwise I think I probably would have been like, uh, you weren't there, Stace. You know? yes. And then they talked for like 15 minutes about how beautiful I was. Like, <laughs> that's that's what happened. I don't, you know, I'm not making it up. It's just a matter of historical record, guys. <laughs> they They spend a very, very long time. And I do see what you guys are like saying about this book here. And you say it's a bit like plot light. They spend a very long time trying to work out how they're going to pay for Stacey's goodbye party. Yes. Which doesn't sound like their initial plan is going to cost like a huge amount no. of money. No. <laughs> it's not going to be like giant balloons and things. Yeah. How little are they getting for these damn babysitting jobs? Yeah. yeah. Get your parents to give you an advance loan if you spent it all. You are going to earn enough back to pay them back pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yes. run a business. How much does pizza cost? <laughs> We know from that other book, although I can't remember. <laughs> we had concrete pizza data. Um, although that was a year ago. Uh, apparently in whatever wibbly, timey-wimey world, Stacy mm-hmm. has been in Stony Brook for about a year, just for the record. Yeah. Nobody has aged. But yeah, it is a little bit of kind of manufactured plot conflict. Um, how are they going to pay yeah. for this party? It just goes on for so long. Yes. Just And so, yes, spoiler Stacy's mother is cleaning out the house and they have a ton of stuff that they don't want and that will not fit in their new palatial apartment overlooking Central Park. Um, so she tells the, she tells Stacy that she can have a yard sale. Somebody comes up with the idea of a yard sale and Stacy decides to get the girls in to help and they all talk excitedly about a yard sale and it's going to be so much fun. And it's only when Stacy leaves the meeting at which all the other girls were secretly planning a goodbye party. It's like a very, very long stretch of time afterwards when one of them goes oh we can use the money from the yard sale to finance the party and I was like oh my god how did this not occur to you like seven chapters ago well because none of them is the treasurer Stacy is the treasurer she's good at this stuff are you telling me that Christy Thomas wouldn't have thought of that okay yeah. good point. Christy Thomas has already created like a spin out company with the money that she's got from this yard sale yeah. in her head. <laughs> Christy like, Thomas is going to put it all in the stock market. <laughs> Chris Thomas is going to short the stock of Stacey's father's company. Yes. And then he'll have to move back to Stony Brook. Ooh, Christy's playing a long game. Yep. <laughs> Ring dings are for closers. <laughs> all right, so we then get a chapter where Marianne is babysitting Don's brother, Jeff. Mm. Oh, yes. uh, because Don has gone to a lecture at the public library about haunted houses of Stony Brook, which is delightfully <laughs> on brand. I mean, yes, um, awesome. I would go to that. So yeah. Jeff is still being troubled, TM, mm-hmm. and Marianne—he's like hanging out in his room and doesn't want to talk to Marianne. And she finds a bunch of letters he's been writing to his dad about how he wants to go live with him in California. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff um, finds her reading the letters and is understandably very upset. Mm. I will point out in Marianne's defense, it's it, it was a balled up piece of paper and she opened it up to see what it was rather yeah. than like, I, she didn't sit there reading a properly written folded up letter. You know, I would say this is probably Jeff being like, no, my mom was supposed to find those. 
you know yeah. I, I really think this is it's more like you know like get out of my business <laughs> I'm, I'm planning a thing here <laughs> yeah yes I'd say you're right actually that's uh yeah <laughs> well spotted um so Jeff eventually sort of opens up a little bit to tell to Marianne and tells her that he wants to go back to California and also that he hates living with mom and Don because they're girls mm-hmm. and he wants to be with dad because dad's a boy and Jeff I was yeah. feeling so sympathetic to you right up to that moment yeah like got a problem guys that's fine just blame girls for it Yep. They're the ones that are ruining uh-huh. your life. How did we get incels again? Somebody remind me. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah, so Jeff has joined the ranks of the tiny MRAs of Stony Brook. Mm. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. We have to talk about Nikki Pike later on. <laughs> but not right now. Not even MRAs, full on MGTOWs. <laughs> full on what? Oh, is that how you pronounce that? I've been spelling it out. Apparently, huh. you pronounce it that way. How did, what? <laughs> MG men go their own way MGTOW men going their own ways I don't know yeah. how it pluralizes it, it's it basically is a whole lot of grown-ups going no girls allowed I don't know how it's supposed to actually work <laughs> I, I mean, think they just congratulate each other on reddit all day long yeah I think so too but um just from um yeah, so, no, I know because um, himself watches YouTube and was making fun of them based on the uh, uh, YouTubers would mm. just call them big toes to make fun mm-hmm. of them. So They hunted the mammoth, etc. They yeah. hunt, exactly, exactly. I, I don't <laughs> really know what convoluted logic they go through to come to the conclusion that interacting with women is terrible and should just not be done and somehow they're going to create a better society out of this, but you know what? It will rob them of their vital masculine energy. I mean... I gotta say, they're taking out their own trash if they refuse to interact with women. I'll never have to talk to them. Yeah, I mean, it's a public service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, Jeff has decided he wants to go his own way and um, live with his dad in California and be red-pilled or whatever. Um, so everybody is concerned about Jeff, uh, TM, mm-hmm. which they have been for like quite a while. This is quite a slow burn like plot mm-hmm. thread. It really is. Yeah. I'm- yeah. These, I'm noticing and really admiring this. Mm-hmm. It's it's something I wasn't expecting from these books. Yeah, she's really like mm-hmm. building it up over time. I wonder if she had a few on the go at the same time. Maybe, yeah. Like they were all started Probably. and sort of plotted. Apparently she used to do all the, like the structure and plot points mm-hmm. for even the books that she didn't write. The ones that she was handing over to yes. Ghostwriter got, they got really good sheaf of notes to go with it, which is pretty cool. Nice. Ah, so when she thanks them for their help in preparing this manuscript, that's actually what happened. <laughs> yes, it's thanks for just, just filling in the gaps. Yeah. yeah, Here are my bullet points. Construct a book from them. <laughs> These are all the things that need to happen in the book. Exactly. This, this chapter just says crazy Karen Brewer hijinks. Oh yeah, just go nuts with that. <laughs> <laughs> God, that would be fun to write. Yeah. You know the drill. Old Ben Brewer. <laughs> she gets fired from the local strip club. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need a local strip club. Everyone's a swinger. <laughs> That's true. That's true, actually, yeah. I don't think they perform the same... Anyway, no, we don't. <laughs> no, they really don't, to be fair. <laughs> that was not... I mean, I I just I just did that because I thought it was a good one. Yeah, it is a good one, one in fairness. Not because it reflects my beliefs about either swingers or strip clubs. Uh, we do. At some point, we should go through and re-listen to all of these and work out all the things that we have worked out about Stony Brook. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> like all the head counts. I mean made up, yeah. <laughs> They're all true, Eva. Every last one is based on reason and logic. Yes. We've extracted them from the text. This is what I do for a living. <laughs> this isn't what I do for a living, but it's something kind of like it. <laughs> yes, um, and the swinging is just top of the list. Yep, it's, it's totally canon. Yeah, for- um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm still at the same point in my notes. Yeah, we deciphered um, the subtext. That's what it is. We did. We did decipher the do. Subtext. It's so important. There's another podcast that is looking at like um, gender and race in the Babysitters Club, and I was looking at their Instagram, going, "God, that actually sounds so worthwhile." <laughs> and it's kind of not what we're doing. <laughs> what? Is it um, stuck in Stony Brook? Uh, no, it's called. I think it's called Christie's Great Idea. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. There's a real spectrum of like highbrow babysitters club podcasts and lowbrow babysitters club podcasts. <laughs> and I think oh, we're like squarely in the center. Do you though? Are we, Do you think we're in the I center? We were just pretty lowbrow. I mean, okay. We're a bit low of center. Who's lower brow than us? <laughs> like, babysitters club club. I love them. Okay. But they're definitely low. Well, okay. They vary. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, have they talked about everyone in Stony Brook being a swinger at length? Yes, they have an entire headcanon where um, oh, Mr. Spear okay. and Mrs. Schaefer are into something called refrigerator play. <laughs> and this is why all the like household goods are all in the wrong place all the time. It's totally a kink. Oh, okay. Yeah. They have a complex world built up that, frankly, we can't compete with yet, but we're working, working on, on it. it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing and I'm very happy to hear it. Um, <laughs> it's it's delightful. I mean, I, I, while I'm intrigued by the highbrow podcast, um, or by the notion actually of examining that, uh, uh, yeah, but I, I also am like... It sounds like homework. I don't want to feel inferior. <laughs> so um, Stacey is kind of excitedly talking to Lane Cummings again about moving back to New York. Um, and then uh, Lane is like, haha, yeah, it'll be so good. And then she reminds her of the people who were horrible to her in New York, including somebody called Alison Ritz. And I love that a snooty girl, rich girl is called it's Ritz because yeah. A, the fancy hotel, but B, also did her dad invent Ritz crackers? Is, <laughs> will her dad, the inventor of Ritz crackers, not <laughs> like to hear about this particular <laughs> thing which is happening? And then, um, she, like, I want to know, why did Lane tell her that? Why would you... <laughs> Why would you do that to your friend who wants to come back to school? This is very much the same vein as Claudia being like, hey, you're not, not, to- totally not an ex is going out with somebody else. Are you sad? Can I help? Do you need a tissue? <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing it's probably because it's, yeah, she's 12 and it's on her mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have that filter, that kind yeah. of, you don't stop and think, how will these words make this other person feel right now? You just think, this is relevant to them and interesting, so I'm saying yeah. it. I still don't, to be honest. Some of, the t- <laughs> some of the time I do, and I know not to say it, and then some of the time I'm like, there's a thing I shouldn't say. I'm going to say the thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how that goes down. It's a thing to say. Someone needs to say something. Let's try the thing. Oh no, I was oh, right. No. I shouldn't have said the thing. The awkward pause was much better. <laughs> do you ever have something to be like, Hey, look, this is something that I don't need to share with anyone. It can be a secret, something that only I know. Like, that doesn't last with me. <laughs> I forget. Like, yeah. I'm, I forget. No, not other people's secrets. Other people's secrets, like the potential for, like, you know, just like ruining our friendship and the horrendous guilt of, like, sometimes it doesn't work and I forget and I tell people, but usually I can keep other people's secrets. Mm-hmm. But suddenly I'm just like, this is the thing that I will keep to myself. And it's not something that I feel like ashamed of or anything. 
I'm just like, I will keep this to myself. This is my own knowledge for me. Mm-hmm. Do no, I can't. I have to tell someone. I always tell someone. <laughs> no, I just can't do it. I think it's that. So what you're talking about when it's somebody else's secret, your brain puts a flag on that. And they're like, don't yeah. open that box. But that your own stuff doesn't feel as urgent. And yeah, and so that could just leak out at any given time, given enough like wine or the right set of circumstances or somebody who seems pretty sympathetic <laughs> to the thing that you're talking about. Like, These are the correct fine. things. Wine, circumstances, someone who seems like, or sometimes <laughs> when you find a way to word it that's really funny. Yes. Yes. And you're like, well, I've got to tell everyone now because I'm hilarious. This is going to get the big laugh. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's my weak point. <laughs> I think that's like eighty percent of Tumblr, though. Yeah, that's like eighty percent of Tumblr is people posting things that like nobody actually needs to know about them, but they found a way to word it in a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's quite good. So for, I do it for the notes. Yeah, for like honesty about ex- experiences that people go through that you just wouldn't have talked about, maybe kind of twenty or thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I love it. And I love reading other people doing that. I regret it when I say things like that myself. <laughs> Sometimes I delete them. <laughs> if I've set them in a place where I can delete them. I don't post original content to Tumblr. <laughs> Although I, I did once, but I've posted in a Facebook comment first and I realised it was funny. <laughs> Which was that like, like, you know, oh, have you seen Name of Show? Nope, but I know there are lesbians. <laughs> is the quintessential Tumblr experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some producer somewhere is taking notes on that. <laughs> Being yeah. like, show does not need to be good, does need to have lesbians somewhere. Not necessarily about lesbians, just have some. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to attract yes. this audience. This audience. Yep. T- yeah, no, no, it's true. Millennials. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, yes, uh, Lane helpfully tells Stacey that Alison Ritz has been calling her barf mouth. Because she threw up one time from diabetes. And Stacey's like, oh, I didn't remember that. Did that happen? Yeah. Like, and that is just, oh my God, like poor Stacey. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. of that magnitude happened to her and she doesn't remember it. And other people do is just, and like, it's not her fault at all. It's not like she passed out drunk. <laughs> she was yeah. just like in a, like a, a low blood sugar coma or something like that. Oh my God. I was just like, oh. Oh, I feel I feel so like bad for Stacy in ways that I did not in previous books necessarily. Yeah. Like, oh, um, and also I think I wrote Alison Ritz must die in my notes here. Cool. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, that's how you really feel. <laughs> here for it. Uh, and like, yeah. So Stacy's like, oh god, I'm going to be in the same maths class as her. Maybe I could like pretend to be bad at maths and not and not be in the same class. And I was like, no, don't do that. That's- no. You do that, Stacy. Don't play yeah. down your maths abilities to try and avoid the bully. That's so sad. Yes. Um, I hope that yeah, that gets resolved in the the Stacy in New York books. Jesus. Should we talk about the Pikes stalking their next door neighbors? <laughs> oh yeah, I've forgotten. That was such a bizarre little. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wacky babysitting hijinks interlude. So Claudia is minding the Pike kids, mm-hmm. and she finds them all out in the back garden hiding in bushes and trees and stuff <laughs> and spying on their next door neighbors who they are convinced are foreign spies because, and I quote, they have a long, funny last name and they speak with accents. They say, oh, nice to meet you. 
Thank you so much for your hospitality. <laughs> yeah. So when I, I read this bit, um, the line was, have the usual pike bedlam to deal with. And I thought, the usual pike bullshit. <laughs> like, no, yeah. that's not what it says. Surprisingly, Anna Martin does not use the word bullshit in this book. But I think she was thinking it. Um, and this is unusual yeah. levels of pike bullshit. Um, but I have to say... I was reading this and then I remembered what happened in the last book where Mallory had got really into spying and she was at least doing it in with a degree of subtlety. <laughs> Whereas the, the others, the other pie kids have created a whole organization around it and the triplets have marshaled everybody and they've assigned jobs and roles. And like, if you want to earn a badge, you have to do a particular spy thing. And like, yeah, yes. spying is kind of a fun sort of level of drama to aspire to when you're a kid and like kids do like spying the way but. they've organized this and created a hierarchy and kind of gamified it suggests that yes. christy is rubbing off on them a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely they're running an operation here especially since they all automatically have all the badges just by being the best no it's only jordan <laughs> jordan is the spy master and he's sending them all out and the triplets have all the badges because they've they've done all the missions um but they're oh, yeah. making the other kids like oh god it's such a <laughs> yeah nikki is sick he's hiding in a tree with a tape recorder to try and record them yes i have yeah. um nikki perched in a tree a few yards from the bedroom window of one of the neighbors <laughs> nikki no <laughs> no nikki's gonna be in juvie in a couple of years guys <laughs> like you can't be... you're not allowed to spy on your neighbor's bedrooms <laughs> even the rest of this is a bit dubious but like that's yes someone's gonna call the cops on you nikki <laughs> Like, stay That's out how of the Bran Stark ended up getting thrown off a tower. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, they'll throw you out a tree. Let's not victim blame Bran Stark here. No, <laughs> but no, yeah. it was not Bran Stark's fault. It was a consequence of him being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was fully the Lannisters' fault. But you know, if your next door neighbors are some kind of shady criminals. Yeah, um, don't get caught taping them with a tape recorder. There's a reason why they have miniaturized versions for actual <laughs> spies or James Bond style spies. I know nothing about spies, to be quite honest. <laughs> They're also suspicious because the neighbors have like too much futuristic tech in their house. They have a Xerox machine, a Telex machine, two computers, and get this guy's a printer. So. <laughs> You know, they're definitely some kind of like Soviet sleeper agents. I mean, I'm curious actually about why they have all that stuff. Are they? I guess they run a business from their home. <laughs> yeah, that's suspicious to or me. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're like mad early um, early adopters. In, early, early adopters. yeah, like early internet enthusiasts. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah I don't I think mean, you could get the internet in your house at this stage, could you? You would have had to be able to, like, in an institution that had access to like DARPAnet uh, or something in the eighties. Um, so no, I think you could have you if you were very techie, you could probably get it. Like, oh yeah, War Games was set in the eighties. He had the internet in his house. Yeah. He had to physically do something with a phone for it. But yeah, I'd say yeah, Janine has. Out Janine was on listservs or something. Oh no, well we assumed she was. But I think we just she assume. But she could easily have been on Usenet or something like that. One there could were, be yeah. on these things. She could have a CompuServe account um, and be uh, chatting to people from all over the globe, but probably people in the same time zone as she was. <laughs> um, about, yeah, I've read quite a lot of early internet articles for PhD reasons. Um, and it's it's very quaint. <laughs> 
yeah. Yeah. So they could, they could do, um, in some. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, actually France got on the everybody needs internet bandwagon a lot sooner than other countries. And I assume, I assume these guys are French or having extremely terrible French accents. Yes, yes. They, they appear to be. <laughs> also, yes, the kids are suspicious because they hear the neighbours uh, talking about their plan to have courgettes for dinner. They're like, what are and courgettes? They're like, what are courgettes? What if they're children? That is and the- Mallory looks it up and is like, no, it's zucchini. It's fine. Uh, these kids are just mad xenophobic, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I suspect the, the the Pike parents have just been feeding them chips <laughs> forever. Forever, probably. <laughs> Although, no, to be honest, courgettes is not a common word in the States. I, I, no, told. no, it's not. But, but, but no, the, it's not. They call it zucchini. The kids hear a word that they don't know being spoken by a foreigner and immediately jump to cannibalism. Like, that is some Cold War paranoia bullshit. <laughs> it really yes, is. That's, that's fair. Though it does remind me, the spying thing and everything, it reminds me of when I was a kid, um, this American couple moved into, uh, elderly American, I'll say elderly, they're probably like in their sixties, moved into a house near, down the road from us, just down the lane. And, um, all I knew, they were some weird religion. They might have been Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't know. Maybe they weren't. I just somehow think that they were some weird religion that possibly involved going to people's houses and trying to convert them, mm-hmm. but they never tried to do that to any of the neighbours, so it was okay. This could have just been scurrilous rumour passed <laughs> around among They maybe the weren't Catholics. They were probably not Catholic. No, they weren't Catholics. We knew that, uh, obviously. I think they were the first non-Catholics I met in my life. Um, so... Uh, the American uh, lived down the road from us and one day I was there with a friend of mine and we decided to sneak into the American's garden and we kind of darted into the garden and we're just kind of running around in there a bit in the front like no one had like proper gates or anything it was just like open and then he came out of the house and I ducked, the, there was a, he was building a porch. So I ducked behind the wall of the porch. I wasn't immediately visible. And Sarah, the little girl I was with, she like ran away, but she ran away down the garden. She was visible. <laughs> and he came out and very cheerfully said hello. And, and I like sheepishly stood up from where I had just hidden, like four feet away from him behind the wall of his porch. And Sarah came up and, you know, and he asked us our ages and I said I was eight and she said she was six and a half and he said he was 60 years older Aww. and we said, oh, you're 66 and a half. And, um, <laughs> That's cute. And he said, would you like some candy? And I went, yes, please. And then he went in to get it and Sarah said, what's candy? And I was like, it's American for sweets. And as an older, sophisticated eight-year-old, I knew these things. And obviously, all of the lessons about how you shouldn't take candy from strangers were gone because he wasn't a stranger. He was a neighbor. <laughs> yeah, of course. We introduced yeah, yeah. ourselves. Um, and, uh, he gave us some candy and his name was Elmer and he introduced Elmer. his wife to us. Elmer. They're very fond memories of this Aww. man. Um, like that was, that was 30 years ago. That's he nice. may well have passed away by now. So every so often after then we would come and visit the American and we would just go and like, <laughs> Hi, have you got show any candy? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We would just show up and he had this cowboy hat and cowboy boots <laughs> and, 
And, and, and, and like, there's pictures of me, like, he said, gave them to my parents. He took them of, of, like, me wearing, like, in my, like, short, ratty shorts and t-shirt wearing his cowboy hats and his cowboy boot grinning in his garden. And he was just so lovely. And I realized that years later, I look back and I was like, oh my gosh, he was probably like, oh, these adorable little local ragamuffin children showing up in my garden. So quaint and cute and Irish. And, you know, we just thought we were making friends. Oh. I was just going to use the word ragamuffin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. we, well, I mean, my my mum, I had three shelves in my in my wardrobe. <laughs> shelves in the closet? The top shelf was good clothes. <laughs> A happy thought indeed. <laughs> the top shelf guess the quote kids I had to. the top shelf was good clothes those were for like going to mass mm-hmm. or like you know important things like speech and drama exams mm. mass <laughs> Christmas you know and then the shelf below it were called ads okay <laughs> so we're going into the nearest large town to do grocery shopping that was what those don't disgrace if we had lived in a town those would have been normal everyday clothes mm-hmm. But we lived in the countryside. The shelf below that were mucking clothes. <laughs> Those were the clothes I wore to play outside. Oh, <laughs> rag They were like second or third hand-me-downs. They had holes in them. They were like, yeah, so I did generally, as a kid, look like a ragamuffin <laughs> most of the time because I was playing in mud and dressed accordingly. Oh, that seems fair. Yeah. I mean, I think it was reasonable, but like, it took a good 20 years later that I thought, what did that seem like from his perspective? <laughs> like, two adorable little urchins from the local families appeared in his garden. Well, in fairness, if he's from the part of parts of the States, if he's actually from the country and not just wearing a cowboy hat is kind of an affectation. No, he is. He was he, he was from Kansas and he told us all about how there's this big pole that marks the very centre of the US. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then probably people wear mocking clothes in Kansas as well. I imagine there's a lot of horses and things. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Your your story reminded me actually of um, being on the other end of that where it's slightly more sinister. It's not like, oh, cute ragamuffins. We had just moved into our house in the estate in North Dublin where my parents had um, bought this house after we moved back to Ireland and we hadn't, we weren't sure where we were settling. So we had a a couple of rent houses before that. And then, um, we had bought this house and a couple of the local neighbours who had introduced themselves were like, oh yeah, so we heard this Chinese family was moving in and we're like, did you hear there was a family moving here from Hong Kong? Is that what, what you're, <laughs> you're thinking? Like, we're really sorry to disappoint you, but we're not, we're not actually Chinese. Um, but yeah, there's one We're thing. not increasing the, the ethnic, the, the ethnic diversity of this housing state at all. I'm sorry, I'm a failure in that regard. Um, But yeah, I was literally on the phone to Esther one day. This was about 1999. We had only just moved in and I was looking out the front window and there were local teens around (laughs) who in theory I might have been friends with, but in practice, unless I knew somebody from school or as a friend of a friend, I wasn't going to approach them because like, that's very intimidating. Um, Strangers are scary. Yeah. And they had, I had seen various people like teenagers sitting on, you know, sitting on the wall. Sitting on the yeah. wall. Yeah, what else do teenagers do but sit on the wall? It's the thing. I was not invited to sit on the wall and therefore I did not approach them. And occasionally I knew I was going to get, like, something said as I walked yeah. by. And that was just, that's just the way of of um, teenagers <laughs> in in this yeah. part of the world. But um, they were outside our front gate and I was like, Esther, there's a whole bunch of them just outside our gate. And they keep taking it in turns to run up and touch our front window and run back. <laughs> And Esther was like, do you know how you solve this problem? 
eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wish I was brave enough to take that suggestion on board. And it actually went away. I presume they're like adults with their own kids now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They may be listening right now. I have no memory of any of this, by the way. <laughs> I just thought that was such a good idea. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't have the chutzpah for it. Like, I mean, so I definitely wouldn't have either. <laughs> I was all talk. It seemed very worldly wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in principle, <laughs> it would have been terrifying. I suspect it was like, oh, look at her swanning around the place. She never talks to us. Oh, she thinks she's so great. I'm like, I'm just scared of you people. <laughs> So yeah, the takeaway from the spy interlude is that Mallory was really good at managing the kids and could Mallory one day become a babysitter, even though she's younger? Yes. Because Mallory... The answer is yes. ...hasn't automatically assumed that the French people living next door are commie infiltrators. (laughs) And therefore, she has a modicum of common sense, (laughs) which is all you need to get in the babysitter club, really. all the pike common sense... Yes. None of it oh, has yeah. gone to her siblings. No. Um, although, actually, I think I do recall playing kind of spy games as kids and possibly even finding this intriguing and worth trying out. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, just the badges and the levels was kind of cool. Not necessarily victimizing but people for being foreign. Not because people were foreign. Yeah, these poor <laughs> French people. That wouldn't have gone down I so know. well in Hong Kong. <laughs> like, <talking>. Yes. <laughs> that kid's in the tree again. <laughs> Yeah, yes, these 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 poor people. I suspect they just move out of Stony Brook. I don't think we ever see them again. So yes, then the the gang are trying to figure out um how to have a yard sale. Mm-hmm. Uh they make a catchy poster with a little poem. Various people try to write poetry for the yard sale. They are bad at it. For, yes, they mostly are bad at it. Um like even the successful one is bad. Yeah. Yes. Like did anyone explain scansion to these people? I think maybe it's, no. it's one of those things where it doesn't have to be good. It just has to attract attention. And sometimes bad stuff attracts more attention. Um, yeah. And if Christy has noticed that at her age, she's well ahead of the game. And maybe if she doesn't <laughs> become a businesswoman, she could at least be like a head person in marketing. <laughs> Look, no, but like seriously, the first ones that they reject need a toaster, need a coaster, never fuss, come see us, need a pail, need a snail, then be hasty, come see Stacy. That gets rejected because we're not selling snails and Hasty and Stacy don't rhyme. But what they came up with was, we're moving back to New York City. We know it's going to be hard, but things will be just a little bit better if you'll come to the sale in our yard. <laughs> That's atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Like, the others are much, are short, they're snappy, they're memorable. They actually scan properly. <laughs> this is... They don't tug at your heartstrings. They don't this have the is emotional. some hallmark car nonsense. <laughs> I, I was raised by a mother who never bought a card without reading the verse inside and usually going, ugh, and pulling it back. <laughs> so I, I do the same thing. It's why I send so many like blank cards to people because yep. I'm like, I do not wish to express that sentiment. <laughs> I just want to say happy fucking birthday. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, so this is really hallmarky and bad, and it's a terrible advertisement. It might be an okay greeting card center for people who like that <laughs> sort of thing. A very specific greeting card. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? But, like, it's it's awful. Those first couple are really good. Yeah, the snail thing was adorable. <laughs> okay, well, Claudia has the career in marketing. 
Actually, Claudia has been doing most of their marketing, apart from the sandwich boards. Um, But the thing about Hallmark is it's a billion dollar corporation and Christy has no shame. (laughs) Okay, but the thing about Hallmark is it's, it's, it's greeting cards. It's not an advertising company. No, but it's still getting people to buy their wares. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's because people don't read. They just look at the pictures on the outside of the cards. Why have the the verses on the inside of the card, though, if nobody is um, buying those? I don't know. How much do you think the people who make those verses get paid? It's probably not very much. It's fine. I'm curious about all Also, because people genuinely and unironically have live, laugh, love posters. <laughs> so there's a lot of people with no taste. And those, that's those people are coming to the yard sale. <laughs> I know, I know, but the other poems are so much. Better. I know, I know. I don't like. I don't like it either. But they're trying <laughs> okay. to appeal to basic suburban bitches. They are actually trying to appeal. This is very true. That's the market actually, for, for sale. Can we just talk about the thing that happens at the actual yard sale? Where, um, and this I'm sure is based on Anna Martin's actual experience. Where we can please move on from me being a judgy bitch about crap poetry. No, but Stacy has to keep turning, has to keep saying no to people who are trying to buy things that are clearly not for sale. So I think <laughs> yeah. it's that PT Barnum thing of you never, nobody like. There's a sucker born every minute. Um, That's true. You, you don't get rich by overestimating people's intelligence. <laughs> aim low. Yeah. Aim as low as possible. Because um, people yeah. are going to come to your yard sale and try and buy the shutters off your house. Yes, what the hell, lady? Or the car, which <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can even legally sell at a yard sale. I don't know about the state's. But here, you have to do all sorts of paperwork to sell a car. No, I mean, you could sell it at the art sale, but you'd have to do the paperwork. Yeah. It wouldn't be legally there. Yeah, they wouldn't own it until they had, yeah, like, the log book. The <laughs> like, Someone yes. tries to buy their rope at one point. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and finally, I-, I love the bit where at the end where she says, um, <laughs> somebody came up to me and asked how much the folding tables were. I told him $600. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It was like someone's just had a no pile like it. <laughs> that was Stacy. Like, yep, yeah, Stacy's good. <laughs> the car thing reminds me, uh one time we had a car, we were trying to sell it because we had bought a new car and our old car was eighteen years old. And uh it was great. It was bomb proof. I love that car. Uh but Rick is very, very tall and he couldn't fit very well in it, so we had to get a bigger one. <laughs> and um Oh my god, he's like the man in the Simpsons. <laughs> this was the largest automobile I could afford. I mean it was a ninety nine Toyota Corolla, which is like the most reliable car on earth. Oh, yeah. Right? This thing was absolutely bomb proof. But the seat couldn't get any lower and his head would kind of bounce off the ceiling when <laughs> when it went over a speed bump. Okay. So really reliable, loved loved that car to bits, called her Betsy. Aww. Anyway, but we got a new car that Rick could sit up straight in. It was made in Germany, not Japan. And um he, um so we, we tried to sell it and no one wanted to buy it. And I was like, I don't know why. We're only asking for a couple of hundred for it. And it's like, it's a 99 Corolla. Like, mm-hmm. these things just don't die. And if it does, you can use it for parts for another 99 Corolla. But no. Um Anyway, one guy came to the door and he was like, I want a, I think, I want a headlight bulb. Will you break it for parts? <laughs> and I was like, no, I live in, where am I? I, I don't know. I, I lied to my friend said, no, I'm not. He was like, oh, but I only want a bulb. And he stood there expectantly on my doorstep looking at me. Go to a car parts <laughs> place where they sell these and things. And I was like, go to Halford's. And yeah. he was like, would you not break it? And I was like, do I look like I have the tools? 
or the space to break a car. It's taking up two thirds of my driveway. <laughs> like, where am I going to put it if I break it? Would you not retrain as a mechanic? Would I? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sitting there going, like, I'm, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> When I can just sell it. I don't want it anymore. That's why I'm selling it. I don't want it in pieces on my front garden for the next year and a half, if I'm lucky. Does this look like a breaker's yard? <laughs> I kind of was like, no. I. Why are you even asking me this? You only want to... I, I still, I'm mystified by there, that. Like, I wanted a bulb. A bulb is... So he came up to see if I just, you know, would I just dismantle my car for him so he could have a bulb? It's... There- they're 10 euro if you get a trained mechanic to install it so that you can pass your I NCT, know. which I have done. And that's like, clearly I was being gouged at a tenor. Because <laughs> I just wanted I to drive know. around and go back in and do the NCT again and go away with it passed. That was the only reason I paid 10 quid for that. Like, yeah, you're not going to, you know. No, that makes no sense. No, anyway, that was, yeah. So I kind of sympathize with the fine at $600 at the end of that because <laughs> I've just had a bizarre, like, yes, I am selling something, but I don't know why you keep insisting that it's the thing that you're trying to buy because it isn't. <laughs> That's a good statement. If you could fit that on a mug, it would just be so, <laughs> like... I know, right? Yeah. It would be very relatable. So instead of babysitting advice, Anna Martin drops a lot of yard sale advice. In the yeah. Room. Maybe this she is... thinks she's run out of babysitting. Maybe. <laughs> she has a lot sale. more books to go. Yeah. This is basically the tween girl's guide to running a yard sale. Mm-hmm. And I suppose she is warning you that you will get a lot of fucking chancers. Um, people are not going to just abide by their rules you have established for your yard sale because people are kind of crap sometimes (laughs) so be prepared for these people to try and buy the shutters off your house i think the general public are the worst (laughs) form of humanity as well also um, they explain to uh stacy is hoping to get like something close to the original sale value of her designer clothes and the other girls have to like Mm. sit her down and explain that that is not happening um and that, it's, like, it's, it's you can sell stuff for $3, basically. And Stacy is in absolute oh. shock. Um, yeah. But, yes, you learn about pricing your items and about how you have to put on price tags so everything looks professional. Dawn doesn't know anything about this either because, according to her, people in California don't have yard sales. Which mm. is- yeah. That, 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 I, I actually had that tagged with, like, fact check this and then I forgot to. Any of our so, yeah. Californian listeners want to contact us and tell us whether you're please does anyone know someone in california yes please enlighten us so rather than being like please leave a review on itunes we're gonna be like please talk to that friend of yours who moved to california and ask her if we yard sales exist there <laughs> but then also please like leave us do. a review on itunes I'll say that too. Like that. <laughs> okay we got some reviews we got our review two reviews we got three right. reviews mm, we got three re- yes that was it three reviews every single one of them was screen ca- screen capped and shared to our group chat, and we like squeed about them. Yes, yes. so no, awesome. every single one absolutely made our day. Like we love them yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, genuinely. Oh. And like, I work doing tech support to members of the public. I need to be cheered up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send us good reviews. Cheer Eva up. You're doing a good turn. It's important. Like I see them in work. I'm like mid call, and I go from being like no double click to being like, don't worry, it's fine. We'll get this figured out now. Double click means you click twice really fast with the left button on your mouse. Do you think you can do that? Yeah. Oh, oh boy. 
So yes, if you give us a good review, you're not just helping us, you're also helping the people that call Aoife for tech support. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Paying it forward. It's a public service. It is, yeah. yeah. To, to be fair, I'm actually extremely lovely and patient and very good at describing <laughs> people things to people who don't have a clue. It's fine. It's just it easier when you're when like, your you're on that new good review high. Mm. Yeah, it, it's easier if I'm already in a fantastic mood. Exactly. Oh, the thing about yard sale pricing... So I used to work in a charity shop for a while and our stuff was priced mm-hmm. in accordance with Dublin city centre prices for this particular type of charity shop. So we were the middle yeah. range and the ones in Fibsborough would, everything there would be a little bit cheaper and the ones okay. in Malahide would be more expensive. But Malahide, by the ah. way, is where you get the designer stuff because that's where yeah. fancy people live. So if you want to bargain, but that means that the same top is going to be two quid in Fibsborough, three euro in the city centre and maybe five in Malahide. So like, gotcha. don't get too, don't get your hopes too high up. But, um, in our place, every now and again, they had all the bags of stuff, um, that had been sorted and was coming out or going back in or something like that in the upstairs of it. And every now and again, I would come across this one skirt, which was very, very, very designer and was still, was brand new and still had the original price tag on it, which was for 800 and something euro. Ooh. And kept getting put back in the bag, I think out of sheer despair, because we were like, we cannot realise even like 1% of this. Oh. And nobody wants to put it out on sale. And yeah. see it oh my go God. for 6.50. We just can't. So it, I, it may still oh, be 6.50, there. 6.50, we do mean 6 euros and 50 cents. Yes, exactly. So like, like about $8 US? I don't know. Send it to Malahide so it's their problem. Yes. That may have happened in the end, actually. Somebody. Now, the thing is, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like Ralph Lauren or something. It was, um, a, somebody's weird designer niche. Like, tiny. yeah, exactly. It was yeah. not that recognizable. So yeah, we can, you can sell it like something recognizable for 40 quid <laughs> if you send it to Malahide. But yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ah, Malahide. <laughs> Notions. Notions. So yes, the moral of this is either picture price is real low or outsource your selling to someone in Malahide or <laughs> similar yeah. local equivalent. Oh my God. Okay. So inspired by this, Mrs. Barrett, right, has just come back on the scene for one chapter. I just want to, I just want to intrude this into the oh, narrative yes. right now. Cause um, Dawn goes to the Barretts to babysit and discovers that Mrs. Barrett has told the kids they can have a yard sale and is actually driving away. We're like, oh yeah, you can have a yard sale. Bye, Dawn. Um, and they've done no advertising or anything. And the kids are trying to sell all the stuff that they have cleared out and they're really hopeful and they've done no advertising. And I'm just like, Mrs. Barrett, you are such a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Years. Barrett is still fully on her bullshit. Yes. Yep. Yeah, the I'm beginning to think like I felt sorry for her in the previous book, but I now think that the TV version of her is perhaps more true to life. <laughs> yeah. She's gone off to have a cryogenic freeze facial or whatever the mm. 1989 equivalent was. Yeah. And I think yeah, I have to assume the TV version is just Anna Martin slightly like she was a producer on it, so she yeah signed off on everything that happens there. It's a bit updated, but presumably this is her vision. <laughs> like, yeah. still, nothing is wildly different from what it would have been in the books. So, like, yes, she's officially a dirtbag. I'm very annoyed yeah. about the yard yeah. sale. Um, so they, they only sell one toy, 
But thankfully, the babysitters are take pity on them and say, okay, yeah, you can have a stand at our yard sale too. So they actually can sell yeah. some of the other stuff because they're really disappointed. Like, God damn oh. it. Disappointing your kids when they're really excited about a thing, you know, know. in good faith. And also leaving your babysitter with like, by the way, run a yard sale for my kids. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. She's very, very irritating. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Karen Brewer? Of course, we can always talk about it. Always. So, yes. um, Is it Christy that's mining them? Yes, it's Christy. Uh, Yes. Christy is mining Karen and Andrew and David Michael and the Papadakises. Um, And they're sitting out on the porch and they're very hot and they want some lemonade. They also, can I just say, they have the Delaney's as well. Oh, yes, the Delaney's. Mm, The brats. Uh, God, it's so many kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, they are sitting out on the porch drinking yes, lemonade. Or wanting lemonade. And they want lemonade. And Christy says that because there's eight of them and they don't have enough lemons to make enough lemonade, they can't have it. So Mrs. Porter, Morbid of Destiny, just like pops up <laughs> and is like, I have lemons. I Come to push. my house. We can have lemonade. Uh, basically, all the kids think this is going to be some kind of potion that will like turn them into witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's too socially awkward, so they have to say yes anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. And I love that Mrs. Porter knows that they can't say yeah. no. And she's kind of laughing yeah. about the whole yeah. thing. Like, you're gonna, you're just gonna have to come over, even though you know I'm gonna poison you. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's yeah. actually honestly just trolling them at one point. Um, the kids all followed yes. her to Mrs. Porter's porch. They waited nervously on the front steps. And in a minute, she appeared with a pitcher of lemonade and a stack of paper cups. Here we go, she said, and began to pour. She also began to cackle. Karen looked ready to faint. But Mrs. Porter yeah. gave a tiny smile. Christy almost thought she saw Mrs. Porter wink. Um, and then she pulls out a broom. Just <laughs> just to mess with their heads. <laughs> it's delightful. Uh, yeah, we've not seen her being aware up to now that they thought she was a witch um but yeah she's clearly at this point in on it because i'm guessing karen is really unsubtle about this yes can i sidebar here once when i was really small my brother was even smaller maybe three or four we were at our cousins and rory and my cousins have been playing with the little girls next door and they came rory came like looking really worried like kind of running back over don't want to go there. Their mommy's a witch. I, I don't want to go back to that house. And my mum was like, oh, why? Wh- like, obviously serious face on. Like, <laughs> like why, why? What makes you think that their mommy is a witch? And uh, she called her sweeping brush a broom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Like, oh, he fully believed that. And then mum had to explain to him about synonyms. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, so yeah, Mrs. Porter sits in a rocking chair with a black cat in her lap and literally cackles, <laughs> which is amazing. And I want to be that old lady it's, when I grow up. It's so funny. Esther, yes. our notes are the same. I have like, she is 100% trolling those kids. And if I was a spooky old lady, I would probably do that too. Yeah, she's clearly living her best life right at this moment. (laughs) Except she isn't, because then there's a heartbreaking little coda to this. Because the whole deal was that she said she'd make them lemonade because she had loads and loads of lemons. Mm -hmm. And then Christy, like, 
is bringing the kids into the house to use the bathroom and on the way out she notices all these cans of frozen lemonade on the counter Mm -hmm. and it turns out Mrs. Porter was actually just really lonely and wanted the company and well that's what Christy thinks like so I think there are two other options Mm -hmm. and one of them Uh is that this is just all in service of trolling Mm -hmm. Uh, and the other one is that she's an actual witch (laughs) (laughs) and Karen Brewer is completely right um and who knows what's going to happen in the next episode like what what could be the consequences of these maybe Karen Brewer shuts up for half an hour like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any potion in the world powerful enough to make that no. happen well that's true maybe it wasn't even successful they'll never know um that's true yeah i know yes it is it is a possibility christy <laughs> is potentially right yeah no i like your version better <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do i think um the, the, this is this is more more like the more bit of destiny from the uh, from the TV adaptation mm. from the Netflix adaptation. Yes, I could see TV more bit of destiny doing this just for funsies. I like yeah, pretty much yeah. But I think she's wet, like she's got stuff to do. She's a modern power witch. She's officiating oh, yeah, ceremonies. She's yes. leading you know uh, prayer groups, new moon ceremonies. She, oh my, oh my god, yes, yeah. She's she's um. She's got a lot of stuff on, and I think it is true that Morbida Destiny in the books is kind of bored. Uh, yeah, and she whatever she's bored. doing is in the service of just entertaining herself, possibly at Karen <laughs> Brewer's expense. Um. <laughs> God, I mean, you'd have to. If you were living next door to Karen Brewer and you had her, like, spying on you all the time. <laughs> and yeah. very loudly talking about you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Karen Brewer does not do so. No, she doesn't. Oh, bless. Yeah. Though I have to say, I'm reading this, uh, I actually had kind of remembered that incident. Um, and the one thing I remember reading this is being like, is, is reading it and being like, I don't understand why you need lemons. What have lemons got to do with lemonade? <laughs> you don't make lemonade at home. It's a clear, fizzy drink that you buy in a bottle like all other mm. fizzy drinks. And that reminded me, and then I, so I was thinking about this when I was reading it, and then it was like frozen cans of lemonade, and I'm like, that is just as far in a concept to me. Why would you freeze a can? I'm really confused by the frozen cans. Yeah. The point of a can you've is that- got, you- You've got American relatives, you should ask them. Yeah, but uh, my American relatives are the kind of people that would have, would just use lemons. lemons. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair. I was like, maybe it's, um, like, it's one of these things that you reconstitute. Out of frozen? Maybe. Yeah. That makes sense. So there's like, some kind of frozen concentrated lemon and sugar mix yeah. and then you mix it with water and it dilutes the water and it's all being Exactly. Cold. So it's not like a like well, a coke lovely, can. Actually. It's more like a tin of a tin of a beans. Tin rather than yeah. Again, yeah. you don't need to freeze tin stuff. Like that's why you No, I don't really get it either. It's bizarre. But hey, that's what she used. Americans um, account for yourselves. Maybe it was supposed to be frozen or canned. But it wound up being both at the same time. Either way, Belt I'm mostly now thinking about the like massive Tumblr discourse about lemonade because some American discovered what people in Europe call lemonade. <laughs> and people in Europe were like, why do children sell lemonade? I don't understand. <laughs> and it just, that I've rarely seen a post as acrimonious. <laughs> it wasn't about race or gender. Um I mean, the most acrimonious fight I ever saw in Harry Potter fandom was about icing. People are really defensive about food. The icing icing thing was like, 
epic. Okay, it seems that frozen canned lemonade is Anna and Martin not wanting to say Minute Maid specific product. Oh. <laughs> there is there is a thing. It's okay. frozen lemonade concentrate. Okay. Okay, there we go. I think that maybe <laughs> All right, mystery solved. <laughs> Uh, also, by the way, Minute Maid is not juice. No, it's not. It's, no. It's so fucking not juice. Yeah. Like, so nobody is to be snooty about people not using, like, about Europeans drinking Sprite or whatever. Because Minute Maid is not juice. And when you ask for orange juice, they give you Minute Maid and you're like, this is sugar syrup. Americans call all sorts of things juice, though. Mm. We pretty much just use, like... When you squish a fruit, well, that's what we call juice. Yes, <laughs> you're kind of only allowed to well, call squish fruit juice. I did. Have you never been at someone's house and they called it juice and it turned out to be squash? Have you never had that disappointment? That's not juice. That's squash. Oh, what are you, an American? I know that, but I've yeah, definitely. Kind of is, that's, actually, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's really disappointing. Yeah, like when, when someone offers you juice and it turns out to be Robinson's, it's mm, it's a particular unique kind of sadness. In 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 yeah. my house, we call it squirt juice, but that's just because my <laughs> kids are quite small and we use a little thing that you use squirt yeah, the drops for, of flavor. Yeah, I, I understand the putting fair. squirt as a like. <laughs> precursor for any phrase is potentially leading to misunderstandings. <laughs> yeah. That's a good noisy <laughs> that's, that's that, that, was, that was what I was thinking when you said squirt, squirt juice, juice and I'm like <laughs> Look, you just the stuff just passes you by when you have a two year old. No, you're, you're, you're using that, that phrase to an audience of under sixes. It's fine. Yes. Um, just yeah. maybe transition yeah. away from that term before they get to secondary school. I'll try and get them talking about cordial, but I don't know if it's going to catch on. <laughs> yeah, so they have Perfect. the yard sale. Yeah. And they sell some yeah. stuff in the yard. And it is a sale. And they make some yes. money. Yes. That's kind of what happens. Basically, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on. There's some Mrs. Prezioso hilarity. Oh, yes. Um. So Mrs. Prezioso turns up. And is um, they're selling a little statue, and Mrs. Prezioso, with a straight face, asks if it's made of real marble. Yeah, <laughs> which is That's... extremely on brand. Yes, it really is. And then she gets really annoyed because um, Jenny wants to buy what is it? One of Stacy's old dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and Mrs. Prezioso is not happy because it's not posh enough, basically. <laughs> But uh, she gives in because Jenny tries to throw a tantrum. There's just actually a lot to unpack in her asking about the statue being marble when Mm -hmm. uh, like they're like it's not no I think it's just plaster like plaster and marble are not very similar looking. No, it would. Yeah, I I don't know how you would make plaster look. No, like marble has like veins and stuff in it. Yeah, doesn't it? Um, Yeah, it doesn't look anything like plaster. And so like, what's she trying to? Pull? Is she like, oh, I'm so posh. I'm going to inquire about this marble Wait, statue. Is there like plain white marble? Like I'm trying to there think. Probably is, like yeah. those Renaissance sculptures mm. that were sculpted in marble are sculpted in plain white marble, right? Like the David and that. It's a lot shinier than plaster would be. Yeah. Oh, hang on. We don't think that Mrs. Prezioso actually knows. Yeah, I think here. either she's a bit dim and she doesn't know the difference, or she knows that it's not marble and she's trying to make Stacy feel uncomfortable by like statue shaming her. 
I don't know if it's statue shaming or if it's just performatively being posh. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the her one. her way and um, being, you know, hoping that people would be like, oh yes, yeah, she's so classy. <laughs> she was, you know, thinking about buying this statue which might be marble. And instead what she's like what she's managed to do is portray herself as somebody who doesn't actually know what a marble statue looks like, but it's really <laughs> aspiring to have marble statues that she might potentially buy yeah. at a yard sale, which is not what I mean, I know people find surprise things at the yard sales sometimes. <laughs> But, but no, but, typically people no. are not selling a marble statue for $3 at yard sale. And if you think it might be marble and it's being sold for $3, what Just you do is it. you buy it for $3 <laughs> and then you take it home yeah. and find out if it's marble. Because you don't want them to be saying, oh yeah, that's um, $700. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's an excellent point. We also learn about the importance of having a float of some change. Yes. yes and that you should sell brownies and lemonade uh to mm, yeah. get people in a good mood and yeah yeah that's yeah that. stand your ground when weirdo chancers start trying to buy things that aren't for sale like <laughs> yes a length of dirty old rope <laughs> mr marshall tries do they to not just sell that do they not just be like all right yeah the guy <laughs> offers them 50 cents and they take it because they were actually just planning to throw it out <laughs> but yeah <laughs> It's money for old rope, as the... Yep, literally. Yeah, literally. Oh, yes. Also, Howie turns up and buys one of Stacey's old rings to give to Dory. I... Jesus. That, to me, suggests that there is maybe something going on on Howie's side as well. Like, showing (laughs) up to the yard sale and buying stuff. He's either very passive-aggressive or very, very obtuse. Yes, totally. Go probably passive aggressive. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> that's even a, as a twelve, thirteen year old. Yeah, shots yeah. fired. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would Dory feel about that? Like being given a, a, a ring, a secondhand ring from your boyfriend's ex. Well, it gives her a great excse to dramatically walk up to him in a corridor and throw it at him, which is half <laughs> no, the purpose of it these does. rings. That's you know, a good point. Like, yeah, no, it's right. I found out where you got this from, Howie. <laughs> How could you? Yeah. yeah, he's just giving her the gift of drama down the line. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So yes, they make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. We don't actually find out how much money, but uh, Christy says that they're practically millionaires. She would know because she lives with a literal millionaire. Um, <laughs> they, Charlotte Johansson, who's been really upset about Stacey leaving because they're really close, mm, has yeah. made her a little book called The Girl Who Moved Away, uh, which is adorable and uh, yes. makes Stacey almost cry. But then, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> this is when a guy tries to buy the folding tables off her. So <laughs> she tells him it's going to cost six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. And they invite her to a party. Mm. So she knows there's going to be a party, but the surprise is that it's more party than she was anticipating. Mm-hmm. That's the one. So she turns up and all the kids, they babysit her there. I yeah. I counted. There are 28 children at this party. Um, and I just, in my notes, I have, guys, if you ever feel motivated to throw me a party with 28 kids at it. <laughs> and then I just left that hanging. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, and I, I like kids and all, including my own, but it's, it's, it's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. 
Um, they seem to have a nice party. Oh yeah. She, um, one of them tells her to show up in old clothes and she's like, yeah, whatever. And she shows up in a fancy outfit. Um, mm-hmm. and is sent home to get changed into her old clothes. <laughs> <laughs> because it turns out they're actually going to be doing crafts and things. Yeah. So that's quite nice. But we can yeah. talk about the outfit too. Oh, we will. We get there. It's the only outfit. Mm. Um, also they, they played, um, they play various party games and I particularly liked that they made pin the baby on the sitter. Uh, where Claudia <laughs> yes. has made a poster of Stacy holding out her arms and 28 crying babies that the kids <laughs> have to pin in her arms, which is amazing. And also reminds me of the game that Karen made for my hen party, which was <gasps> pin the bouquet on the bridezilla. Oh, yeah. She just made a big Godzilla poster of a Godzilla standing over a church and then we had yes. to put bridal accessories on it and it was wonderful. Yeah, I think I did yes. actually just... Yeah, I photoshopped a... Somebody had put up a picture of a Godzilla and I photoshopped it towering over this cute little church. <laughs> that was it. That was good times. That was a lot um, of fun. It's a good game. And they make a giant poster. They they use a huge roll of paper on the floor and they all add to it. Yeah, it was really um, nice. Yeah. It's very... Yeah, all the kids draw a picture of their family at their house and Stacy keeps it as a souvenir, which is actually very sweet. Mm-hmm. And they made her a cake that says goodbye, Stacy, goodbye, which is the name of the book. And they very thoughtfully give her a little sugar-free cake for diabetics, mm. which uh, feels like Anna Martin giving a bit of like social etiquette advice that is very mm-hmm. uh, sound. Yes. yes, it may have digestive effects if there's too much uh, sweetener <laughs> yeah. of a non-sugar variety but i'm sure stacy appreciates the thought we've all read the amazon reviews of the massive bag of sugar-free gummy bears <laughs> yes don't I suppose three kilos of them <laughs> they didn't give her a three kilo bag of gummy bears which is important yes xylitol hadn't been invented in the 80s that's true um so yeah then they pack up the last things uh mm-hmm. don is officially sworn up is sworn in as Stacy's replacement as treasurer. Mm. Marianne cries and everyone ignores her. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody I think it's a Marianne cries. It's sort of like if you it's sort of like if you live in Galway and it rains. <laughs> like, well of course it's raining. We're in Galway. Of course she's crying. It's Marianne. Yeah, it's just a bit of fog. <laughs> you can't really take the time and effort to make a fuss about no. this. It happens too often. <laughs> You know when she's really upset versus when she's just crying. Like, there's days in Galway when you'll want an umbrella and a raincoat, and there's days when it's just like, well, I'm going to get wet because I'm going outside. <laughs> Which is all the days. Yes. All the days. If I lived there at one point in a year when there was 14 days of sunshine in a row, and there was very widespread concern <laughs> about the drought that we were having. Like, I yeah. was like, is this climate change? Is this what it's going to be like? Is it ever going to rain again? Oh my God. What the hell? <laughs> like it was, it was a real yeah. cause for concern. I, I have to say like the weather is one of the things that's making me like, obviously all of my beloved friends and family, but also the, weather. But the thing that's making me most eager to move back to Dublin is the weather. You've put up with it for a long time. <laughs> I mean, you can zoom with us. You can't zoom with some good weather. No, you, no, you can't. In fact, what I get is I get, I get like people being like, Oh, it's such a nice day. We all went out to the back garden and, and I'm like, it's raining here. Mm-hmm. Still 
forever. You're always. Like two and a half hours down the fucking road, <laughs> but it's raining here. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like, it's, it's way nicer here except for the weather. Mm. And the fact that my beloved friends and family aren't here. <laughs> she said hastily. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a good, good save. Good save. Yeah. Good save. Yeah. I know. I did it. See? I noticed. <laughs> now none of us will be offended. Yeah. We feel so appreciated. Uh, yeah. So somebody is trolling Dawn in this meeting where she gets sworn in as treasurer and someone's like, too bad she can't add. Yeah. Um, Claudia. I was it, like, that's pretty. It's like, eh, uh, Claudia. Yeah, I presume it's. Really? Do you want to be starting this? <laughs> She's not best place to throw stones from this particular glass house. I assume that Dawn can add. Like, or else this wouldn't have been raised as a joke, (laughs) I hope. Yeah, it's just a joke. And Stacey's real name is Anastasia, which I did know, but I think this is the first time it comes up, which is kind of funny. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the first time it's said in the series. And they formally invite Mallory to join. Um, and yes. she instantly accepts. So she's going to be a junior sitter. But then they worry about how maybe they need another junior sitter and where could they find such a person? Mm-hmm. Where could such a sitter be found? Dun, dun, dun. We have not heard hide nor hair of Jesse just yes. yet. So Foreshadowing is a valid literary technique. It is, but it hasn't, it's not been done yet. She hasn't worked out quite yet whether where this extra babysitting muscle is going to come from. No. Do you know what I noticed as well? All the the kind of words that they use have not come into circulation yet at all. No, no. nothing's been done. Those are much, much later. But they seem so canonical. But they're not in the first books no. at all. They're way later. I never really read most of the books with mm-hmm. those in them. So I, I occasionally, because I had the first 20. Mm. Those are the ones that I had. Mm. And then I had occasional books after that where the words were in them. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're not part of my Babysitter's Club canon not at your all. lexicon. <laughs> Me neither. No, to be they're honest. not. Like I'm aware of Fresh and Dimple. Mm. Like, I, but I, I read books with them in it, but they weren't my books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the only real terminology I remembered from them was California Casual because they use that so yeah. often. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like stale. Stale still kind of works. You could use it, and people would know what you were talking about. Yeah. I think they said stale and Degrassi as well. Really? Yeah. I think that's an actual yeah. thing. Ah. I'm trying to, yeah, I remember my brother used to, and his friends used to say that. It's quite a good term to describe something yeah. that's a bit shit, you know? Yeah. Cause- <laughs> because it's not like, it's not like Dibble, where you just, you just made that yeah. up. It's, I think it's, it's meant to it's be short like for it's- incredible. Yeah, Dibble is, is short for incredible, I think. Incredible. This is where I think you can't shorten a word and leave out the syllable that gets the emphasis. It doesn't <laughs> no, it work. Doesn't. Apparently it is young women that drive language change. Young people, but particularly women. And I suppose a lot of the time people are trying to make fetch happen and it doesn't happen, but sometimes fetch happens. <laughs> yes. Yeet happened. Which did yeet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeet is so good though. <laughs> I know, but it was literally, it was just a vine. Some girl took a water bottle or a drink bottle out of her bag, said this bitch empty, yeet, and flung it across the school hallway. <laughs> it just filled an empty place that none of us knew we had in our hearts. No, I think it, well, in our hearts, yes. In the lexicon, however, I think Yeet was specifically successful because we love having words for throwing things. You peg it, you fling it, you throw it, you fuck it. <laughs> fuck that into the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucked it across the room. I think you can only like, do that you here. Could Don't already... use that abroad. <laughs> no, in other countries, they think you actually mean fuck it. It's bad. <laughs> 
I think I learned this even just in England. Yeah. And that's right next door to us. They don't use the word fuck for through in a careless fashion. Yeah, there's a Tumblr post about how the expression I fucked him over the wall has wildly divergent meanings in Ireland and England. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah, it was. At the end of the day, the English are not very good at using the English language. (laughs) I mean, didn't Oscar Wilde have something to say about that? Almost certainly. I, I think I'm thinking of if one could only teach the uh, English how to talk and the Irish how to listen. Um, but yeah. I think you could, if you express it in the correct way, you can use any verb you like to ex- to mean throw. As long as it's a verb, like, oh, I just cooked it over the wall. <laughs> I don't agree with this. <laughs> no, I don't think that's right, actually. I think I picked a bad example. Drunk linguistics. I think it's like that thing of where if you say I'm totally exed. Yes. You sounds like you mean drunk. Yeah. Where a lot, it works for a surprising number of words, but won't be universal. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. For instance, my first, the first word that popped into my head to use it for, um, as, as a, a throw word was like ballroom. I'm so I ballroomed it across the room. Does <laughs> work? That's a noun. You see, I just came up with a random noun to, to, to I use. I mean, that sounds verb. like you danced flamboyantly across the room which is quite entertaining okay it should be a verb um yeah i'm too drunk for this anyway and you're probably not but even so i want to point out that there's more baloney there's so much baloney in these books (laughs) actually for this book right okay so first off there was a list of junk food that stacy couldn't eat and the only one that i would have known when i first read it was white chocolate (laughs) at the start right and then we had the whole lemonade thing and then we have yes. more bologna, which is also a food stuff I've never seen. They're having the the traditional like shitty last meal before you move house. Oh yes, where they're mm. eating all the crap that's left in the fridge. So Stacy has yogurt and apple and a piece of bread, and her parents have to have cottage cheese bologna and oranges. <laughs> Stacy then helpfully says nobody was in a very good mood. All of that sounds like pretty like good foodstuffs compared to what's left when I move house. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm eating the bag of flour tonight. <laughs> like, who wants the dried lentils? You know? <laughs> I mean, I think the thing, the real thing here is like, lads, leave yourselves a, a loaf of bread so you can have toast and throw everything else in the bin. <laughs> it's okay. No, she specifies the toaster's been packed already. They're they're also they are driving to New York, which is an hour away, put it in a bag and order takeout. Yeah, they're these things are not hard to do. You probably can't order takeout for breakfast, but like yeah. go stop at a garage and get a breakfast roll. They don't have, they those, don't have those countries. No. The Wikipedia article makes it very clear. <laughs> There's a Wikipedia article for the breakfast roll. <laughs> Did you contribute to this? No, I didn't, but I do share it to anyone who goes, what's a breakfast roll? <laughs> I'm sure a breakfast foodstuffs can be found at multiple places. Yes. Especially in bagels. New York. York. <laughs> We're there I know, too. right? They, they should, they could almost definitely, like, get some sort of sandwich with breakfast foods in, in Stony Brook to eat in the way. It feels, it feels like a penitential ritual that they're going through. It does. Like, no, one must eat the ceremonial cottage cheese and bologna before one leaves the house. <laughs> Like, you could absolutely transport the oranges to New York. It's fine. But yes. I do absolutely love this this little paragraph here. Uh, Those movers better get here on time, said Dad. They better not be late. If they're late. I waited for him to finish his threat, but he didn't. He just rolled up a piece of bologna and stuffed it in his mouth. 
<laughs> my note on that is Stacy's dad is going to take out a hit on the movers if they're late. <laughs> yep. But yeah, more. I'm just. I like at this point. I'm just playing spot the baloney every book because there's baloney in more than half of them. <laughs> <laughs> a favored Anna Martin food stuff, maybe. Evidently, I guess it's boomer food. I didn't realize it came in slices. I'm just assuming that it's the sort of thing that just would have been in every fridge. Yeah, maybe it's like ham. Yeah, I mean, like, it'd be like us and ham. I was going to say, I'm guessing the equivalent would be like, just like Denny sliced yeah. ham, you know, just, it, you just have ham in the fridge. It doesn't sound that appealing. <laughs> no, I mean, it sounds absolutely disgusting and I never want to eat it, but I don't like cured meats, so. Do you know yeah. what else sounds disgusting? What? Stacy is talking about what their new home in New York is going to be like and how it's going to be the same and how it's going to be different and like her room will be smaller and they'll have to put roach traps in the corners because you just have to do that in New York. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've just raised my hand. <laughs> Hong Kong is like, you. It's it's a place where you, when you live there, you realize that cockroaches are forever <laughs> and humans are really just visitors on this planet. <laughs> wow. And New York to me feels a bit like the same kind of thing. Now, they're not quite as tropical as Hong Kong in terms of, you know, latitude. So I don't know if they have the same excuse, but yeah, no, roaches own this planet and it is really just a fallacy of ours that we think that we are in charge of it. <laughs> um, God, that's bleak. It, if they're not visible... That is the best you can hope for. If you come to some kind of detente with the cockroaches. <laughs> you lived in Japan, Esther. Did you not encounter cockroaches? It's pretty much the same kind of deal. I was eight floors up. I don't know if they ever got that high up. Um, They're everywhere. Well, the thing is, we were the... We had little kitchenettes. And there was obviously kitchens on the ground floor. But the intervening six floors, nobody had kitchens. So there may have just not been enough food uh. to attract a population of cockroaches. But I did spend a summer living in a jungle in Borneo. That's true. That was a mm. fucking cockroach mm. jamboree. And my nerves were so <laughs> shot by the time I got home. It was hot. Like literally every night I would have to get my roommate to pick the cockroaches out of my bed because I couldn't bring myself <laughs> oh, to do it for myself. Okay. And she thought I was an idiot for not being oh. able to do it for myself. But I just couldn't. I was not able <laughs> Okay, I'm being macho about cockroaches here, but yeah, we didn't have that that bad of a cockroach thing. I've lived in Ireland all my life. I think I saw one once. <laughs> they don't like it here as much. I think they need it. They must need it a bit no. warmer, otherwise we'd be inundated because they are very successful life forms. <laughs> I think they need it warmer. There was a hospital I worked in had some of the wards that were like ground floor would occasionally get them in the summer. Mm -hmm. But like by get cockroaches, I mean maybe someone who worked in the kitchen might see a cockroach mm. and they'd put roach traps mm. down, and you might see a cockroach maybe because they they put them down so they didn't want it. Obviously, obviously you were serving food to like people you couldn't mm. have it get any worse. I think the thing no. is that some cities in the world they just are kind of part of the backdrop. Yeah, um, and it's not like so. Yeah, one of our favorite restaurants here in Dublin got closed down from for cockroaches and I was like yeah okay yeah I can I can see it and loads of people and I were like ah, we're never eating there again and I was like really but it's just a different threshold for cockroaches and actually maybe cockroaches in a Dublin restaurant is a bad sign in a way <laughs> that it wouldn't be in a Hong Kong restaurant 
It, no, I think that's the thing. It's a very bad sign here. It's it, the, the climate here is presumably not particularly mm. cockroach friendly or whatever. So if you're overrun with cockroaches, something's gone wrong. You're basically leaving food out yeah. for or them. Or it's a hot, steamy environment. Hot, steamy environment, but you're also not maintaining the basic. Maybe, yeah, the, the, yeah. They, they like, did reopen. I think you so have to be. I'd be willing to give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I know not not everybody feels that way. Jeez, but yeah, after no. the year we've had, I'll go right back there with you. Like, I, I don't, I don't care about yeah, the cockroaches. Okay. I just want to eat in a restaurant. Party with the cockroaches. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, God. So, yes, they eat their grim breakfast of bologna. And, <laughs> and they pack up and the babysitters come round to say goodbye. And they make her a gigantic banner out of a bed sheet that says, see you, see you soon, Stacy. And Stacy insists on keeping it, which I just, that stressed me out because like, that's just going to be something she ends up having to move from house to house with her for the rest of her life. And it's just big and awkward. <laughs> But it's fine. No, because it's a folded up sheet. You can roll it down. What do you move from house to house with you and pack really easily? Your clothes. You've put the folded up sheet in with them. That's actually really movable. And it can go like in wherever you put your spare bed clothes, but just on the bottom of <laughs> And them. sooner or later, someone is going to come, you know, at short notice and you'll quickly make the spare room bed <laughs> up for them. Why do your bed sheets say, see you soon, Stacey? <laughs> oh my God, you'd assume... That like if you're if Stacy is an adult and like somebody has given her a very suggestive bed, she would see you soon, Stacy. See you soon, Stacy. <laughs> Don't paint a comma on it. <laughs> they did paint a comma on it. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be a socially awkward bed sheet at some point when it eventually shows up. Maybe the paint will run off in the wash and. Everybody will forget. It'll be like those things that you still own and you find. You're like, oh my God, when did I wear these shorts last? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah. yeah, actually, Esther, I have my banner from my hen party under my desk in a big box of memorabilia because, um, we've been, yeah, 2012 because it's just nice. And ev- I've several times tried to throw it out and be like, no, it's not the time yet. Oh, it's <laughs> very cute. <laughs> um, Stacy has also got. Uh, something to give the others. She has had business cards printed up um, because she by herself is now the New York branch of the Babysitter's Club. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she gives it to the girls because it's got her address and phone number on it and the internet hasn't been invented yet. And Mm -hmm. Claudia has some good news. Um, Dory and Howie have broken up and Dory did in fact spitefully return the ring to Howie when Claude says return does she mean flung it in his face because I'm disappointed I hope so Stacey also cackles at the fact that Howie is now stuck with something of hers I'm sure he'll give it to yet another girl soon Hmm. he could wear it it could be a Fashions, he probably won't. No, no, I don't think he. I don't think he's that fashion forward. Somehow, no. <laughs> I'm wearing my ex girlfriend's ring just because. Uh, yeah. So then they they get in the car and they drive the sad one hour and seventeen minutes to New York City, which is less than my commute to work. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, right? <laughs> Except I work from home most of the time, but that's why. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, overall, like it's not a bad book, but I, it's not the best that we've read. Mm, no, no. I think I think I find it just a bit of a non-entity of a book. I mean, I read it last early last week, mm-hmm. um, and then we didn't record last Saturday because I didn't have enough sleep and went to bed at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this week, I was like, literally, I can't remember what happened in it, so I had to reread it again. Yeah, it's there's it's just kind of like yeah. that. It's very forgettable as as books I go. I mean, much like Christie's big day was Christie's mom is going to get married and then she gets married. This was Yeah, mm. no, but Christie's big day was memorable because they ran in a little daycare. <laughs> yeah. Like that was like really memorable. They had yes. lots of set this, pieces. Yeah. Um yeah, this doesn't have any set. This is just It has a few but not maybe the same volume. Yeah. Daisy finds out she has to move. They have a Yard sale, Stacey leaves. And they're pretty pissed off with Howie Johnson. Fuck yeah. Howie Johnson. <laughs> Howie Johnson's a yeah. dirtbag. Yeah. Howie Johnson's a fuckboy. <laughs> he's a, he's a proto fuckboy because he's only like 13. <laughs> he's hardly done anything. He's a fuckboy. Oh my boy. god. A fuckboy. <laughs> he's a fuckboy, exactly. Yeah. No, but he's gonna be a fuckboy if he keeps, if he carries yeah, on like this. grow into fuckboys. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, so no, I, it feels like she wrote a book dutifully um, in accordance with the wishes of her um, her readers. Yeah. And first of all, they were like, no, not Stacey. Uh, and secondly, it wasn't actually that interesting. So eventually yeah. she uh, returned Stacey to the bosom of Stony Brook. Yeah. Um, Spoiler. Which we, we encounter in about 10 books. I yeah. Think. So she's yeah. really not away for that long. I mean, I think the the thing there that I would thought was sort of resonated with me that felt really emotionally real was how Stacy swung from being excited with Lane to being like mm. to, to like crying with Claudia, and felt kind of weird and bad about it, but both were really yeah. genuine. Mm-hmm. And that I'm like, yes, that's a very human way to yeah. be. And it's the sort of thing that isn't acknowledged a lot of the time that you something can be really good and really bad at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that was very perceptive. It's um, like she feels very strongly both of these completely contradictory things. Y- yeah, and I, I like that a lot. Uh, but like, there wasn't a lot of that sort of the other books that have dealt with sort of you know significant life issues seem to have had more depth. Mm. Yeah. Like, I believe that that's a thing that happens to people, but I am so allergic to moving that... No, that's fair. I just, uh, no, I, I was, I think maybe that's why I didn't read this much when I was of that age. And also, I think I would have been fair. reading it at the time when I knew we were going to be moving Ooh. and just did yeah. not want and was hoping it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Every time I've moved house, it's been great, by the way. Like, it's always been a good life decision, but I fucking hate doing it right <laughs> and especially that last scene where they're all eating all the crap that's in the fridge it's like, oh i hate that stage too real, too i hate real. it so much just yeah. fuck it all in the bin Whereas- and order takeaway guys <laughs> like i can't deal with this yeah. right now <laughs> i mean it might be the fact that i have been looking at the pros and cons of moving back to mm-hmm. dublin recently like that 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 very I'm. Uh, uh, this is really great, but also I'm going to be really sad about it. Thing, yeah. That that spoke to me because that's kind of how I am. Like, there's a lot of really great things about moving. There's a lot of things about this place that I'm very much going to miss. Mm. And like, yeah. yeah, I could be, 
I could be I could be excited to Lane and crying to Claudia in the space of an hour about moving. Yeah, mm. I get mm. it. Like my I really don't want to move stuff is is mainly coming from like the fact that I'm an adult and I have to organize all this. <laughs> oh my god, like, yeah. you have to do all the labor. I have to oh, do yeah. all of the things. Well, I mean, it's not even that I have to do all the. I have to find perfect. I have to get my ensuite redone because it's currently non-functional and no one is going to buy a house. I have to sell a house. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds difficult. Yeah. I'm just looking to see if the outfits are kind of worthy of doing an outfit review. Um, there was like Stacy's party outfit. Yeah. Yes. There's 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 a couple of party outfits actually. <laughs> Yeah, we also, oh, we get a flashback to the first time Stacy and Claudia met, uh, where they had like a, a platonic meet cute in the corridor and realized they were both wearing off the shoulder sweatshirts oh. and high top sneakers uh, yes. and didn't know if they wanted to be best friends or hate each other. <laughs> Eventually decided on the <laughs> former, which is like, yeah. it's pretty adorable and obviously very 80s. Uh, we've oh, got yeah. some good earrings. Claudia's got dangly teddy bears. Uh, Dawn is mm. wearing earrings shaped like tiny sunglasses. Um, oh no, she's mm. wearing a single earring t- shaped like tiny sunglasses because apparently one earring is the new style, according to Dawn. Uh huh. I, I think there I, were times when that is probably true. Oh, absolutely. But, I'm like, just like, on and off. I wish I had the balls at any point in my life to confidently announced that whatever weird fashion thing I was attempting was the new style. Like that's yeah, fair. That's a very confident thing to say and mm. at no time ever in my life have I or will I say something like that. Like the best I can do is sort of stare at the ground and say, "Yeah, this is kind of a thing." I think <laughs> it's the, literally that is yeah. exactly the same as saying it's the new style. No, it's, it's just it's, the difference is confidence. Yes, like, <laughs> okay. I remember once uh, we went to visit my aunt down in Nina, and it was like 2002 or something. And I came out of the guest room in the morning, and I was wearing a little skirt over jeans. Mm-hmm. And my aunt had never seen this before and she literally stood there and gaped and was like, is that a skirt and jeans? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, um, people sometimes do this. And she was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what I should have done was said, yes, auntie, this is the new style. But like, yes. no, I would never, I could never. You were shamed by someone from Nina, which is like the Milan of Connacht. (laughs) She wasn't even shaming me. She was in Connacht. I know. Nina's in Tipperary. It's in Munster. (laughs) Sorry, it's the Milan of Munster. Sorry, (laughs) the Milan of Munster. She wasn't even shaming me. She was just astounded. She just (laughs) could not even. And then my parents kind of chimed in and were like, "Oh yeah, it's a look. Uh, We've seen other kids doing this, and now." wearing a skirt over jeans and my family has ever since been called the look <laughs> i love it. it i'm looking forward to that coming back i know I'm very i kind of miss it it was a yeah. godsend for if you like spilled a bit of something on your jeans but they weren't really oh dirty God. enough to need a full wash it's like yeah. stick a skirt <laughs> yes. on it and you're grand 
<laughs> I am just too old to have done that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm only old. You're missed I've out. I've done for years. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but no. I was though to be fair, I was never a skirt person anyway. That's like I remember noticing people younger than me doing it and being like, I I mean I like it, but it's not for me. The thing is, it doesn't feel like you're wearing a skirt. You have like all the comfort and concealment of jeans, but also you get to show off a skirt that you maybe don't ever normally wear. Or it's like you're wearing a really long top. Yes. No, I get it. I get like I said, I get the I get the appeal of it. I just like Never bothered. It was fun. Uh, it was good. It was, in fact, a look. <laughs> it was a look. No, no, no. I like it. Skirt over trousers. It was a look. And it's the sort of thing that will either come back or, or else it will be the sort of thing that will forever be like, oh my God, do you remember when we all wore skirts over our trousers? <laughs> Every fashion is just designed to make you reject the previous thing and adopt the new thing. So... They're mostly destined to come back yeah. at some point. I reckon now that big jeans are coming back, skirts over those big jeans are maybe two years away. I think it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, that silhouette is quite flattering. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Particularly if you are like 15 and a bit self-conscious about your shape. Although I have to say as a short person, I should not do it. <laughs> Too much fabric. The more horizontal breaks on your legs the more like a hobbit you look <laughs> when you're already kind of short this is a true thing god i wonder what? if the babysitters club so because they never aged after a certain point yeah no but the fashions probably did yeah they did oh yeah i wonder if that's like how you tell what what era they are actually living through and do they wind up because they finished up in like 2001 or something yeah yeah so oh my gosh they must have been wearing big so jeans. gonna wear a skirt over her jeans yes she's gonna have combats with with all the straps on them yes oh and, yes and spaghetti string tops and like neon stuff and butterfly clips in her hair oh yes. my god i want to wear butterfly clips, clips. <laughs> god there was I a kept jiggle butterfly clips for years and years after they'd gone out of fashion and I didn't even wear them. I just liked owning them so much. They're so cute. They're adorable. Uh, oh, party outfits. Um, so yes, Stacy's first attempt at a party outfit is blue stretch pants and a white sh white sweatshirt decorated with stars and sequins. But uh, yeah, Christy vetoes this. So <laughs> yeah. she puts on uh, get destroyed. jeans and a grey sweatshirt. Um, Claudia is wearing a lot. Um, it is a <laughs> yeah. purple and white striped bodysuit under a grey jumper thing. The legs of the bodysuit stretched all the way to her ankles, but she was wearing purple push-down socks anyway. Around mm. her middle was a wide purple belt with a buckle in the shape of a telephone. <laughs> and black ballet pumps, which is hilariously understated considering everything else. Maybe... Yeah. Like, well, the ballet pumps plus really big socks is kind of a lot of looks. Okay, that's, that's um, a point. <laughs> that yeah. kind of looks like, like, I wear that sometimes going out to the bin because <laughs> I just need whatever shoes are the most convenient to put on. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's not something I would wear as a statement. I do like all the purple, but I think my concept of when you said bodysuit, I was like, okay, it's a leotard basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. It's got legs. This one unless she's not yeah, wearing like any legs at all. <laughs> yeah. A it's a jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah. I 
I don't know. That's, yeah. I mean, I salute her courage. I recall one of the um, the kind of audacious popular girls in, my, in our year wearing a denim jumpsuit at one point okay. and being like, wow, that is just... It was very, it was very brave, but also it looked great on her because she was fucking 17, which was something I not factored into my own choices that I was also 17. I should be (laughs) trying to, you know, capitalize on that. But uh, she was like, yeah, I bought this for three quid in a shop on Henry Street. I was like, I think I know the kind of shop and sale rack that you're talking about. And I never would have thought you could have worn one of the things you bought there for three quid. Um, so yes, I salute her for wearing it. It looked great on her. What was the shop? Uh, it was one of the, like, it was... Was it No Name? One that was called like 101, or, no it wasn't. It wasn't No Name, because No Name, I, I no shopped in. No Name wasn't in. on Henry Street. No, in, no Name was on Talbot Street. It was, no it was no, on it was Henry, Henry Street. Hairy Legs was on Talbot Street. Oh, Hairy Legs was tall. you're right, I was thinking of Hairy Legs. Yeah. This was, no, this was slightly higher end. This was like called Japan. Oh, I remember, yeah, I remember one Japan. Of those yeah. Um... And it was, uh, yeah, but I could picture the rack yes, <laughs> that yeah. it came off of. Uh, yes. Uh, it was great. It was actually a really good jumpsuit on this particular girl. And I was jealous that I could not get yeah. away with it. I probably should have tried. Though. Yeah, you probably could have got away, get away with it. Missed opportunities. Yeah. yeah. You regret every outfit you don't wear. And many of the outfits you do wear. <laughs> and many wear. of the ones you do. Maybe even more of the ones you do wear. <laughs> yes. Probably, but like, if you're not going to experiment with it when you're 17, when are you? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That is the time. Carpe diem. Yeah. Carpe jumpsuit. Yep. Carpe jumpsuit. Exactly. Jumpsuit. <laughs> Carpe jumpsuit, people. social media sometimes we remember to promote them sometimes we don't uh we are the podcast at dawn's house on facebook and instagram and we are at podcast dawn on twitter and we're also the podcast at dawn's house on tumblr which i almost forgot about you can drop us a line at any of those places or at the podcast at dawn's house at gmail.com mm-hmm. um and also as we have already unsubtly hinted we love it when we get itunes reviews so uh do that <laughs> yeah please explain baloney to us and whether yes if you could just chime in and tell us whether you have baloney in your fridge right now that would be really useful for our metrics like tell us yeah is it boomer food <laughs> and also are you from california do you know a californian <laughs> do they know about yard sales <laughs> please let us know 